Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. The world will support your legacy. I set an alarm every morning on my iPhone, which apparently, according to Google, over 60% of iPhone users do that. Do you do that? I set an alarm every morning on my phone, but I always wake up before my alarm. And one morning, not too long ago, it was during the time that I was working with Steph Robbins, Galactica Intuitive from episode three. And as I was laying in bed in the doorway of dream state and wake state, I heard an audible voice from my spirit wake me up with the words, the world will support your legacy. And holy shit. That's when I knew it was time for me to start this podcast. I'm pretty sure that was the same day I was I was like, yes, this is happening. I'm doing this. So in this episode, what I want to help you do is identify your passion, get clearer on what your passion is, and help you decide a focus on what is it that you want to be known for, or maybe it's giving yourself permission to get obsessed about something, such as I did in coaching. But what I'm hoping is that this message is going to help you bring some clarity to your purpose. And in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I found mine and share some of the questions that I asked myself as I was making that happen. I'm going to take you through a process that I think is really fun because clarity is the gas pedal to the driver moving forward. Can you imagine trying to drive your car, but not knowing which pedal or button you needed to push in order to move forward? The same feeling of not knowing what drives you. You feel stuck. One of the ways that I described it in the past was I felt like my tires were spinning and something was holding me up. I've heard people say the the jar lid wouldn't come off, just feeling stuck, feeling like you don't have a purpose. With all of that, I'm thinking, did I just become one of those weird people who makes up analogies? Uh, If that bombed, tell me I can take it. So maybe you are interested in this idea because maybe you want to be a speaker. Maybe you want to just have more of a focus because you're ready to dive into your passion. Because when you know, you can take better action. So find your purpose with this work. Feel more fulfilled with clarity. Be more clear. So what is my legacy? To empower ambitious and passionate women to use their voice to take up space and change the world. I love that because I believe that empowered women empower women. When it comes to my legacy, what I hope to leave behind or what I hope is um, part of my mission, what is my life purpose or how I want to be known and how I want to be remembered is through that work, through helping women take up space, using their voice and changing the world, because I believe that's what we do when we use our voice. So this is important to me for the following reasons. It's a combination of me strengthening my own voice and the women whom I was coaching, who who I recognized were holding themselves back. 
And it was the same way that I held myself back. And so naturally, that's why those women with those challenges are attracted to my work. But strengthening my voice, that happened through my coaching. It happened through me starting to coach other women. I started helping women launch businesses and talk about their businesses. Communication was always a part of it. And um, how do they get more active online? And me becoming more active online and finding more and more ways to connect with my audience because what I always wanted to do was build community because I don't want to do anything alone. I like people. I need people around. So building community. And I volunteered to get more and more practice in my speaking, practice in my involvement in in my community. And uh, eventually I started asking for money to get paid as a speaker. And the more women that I connected with through coaching and other women just who approached me for mentoring, the more I recognized that I was not the only one that was battling negative self-talk, negative thinking, and really the debilitating fear of being seen and being heard. Oh, I literally feel that in my chest. When women invest in themselves, this is what I believe, okay? (laughs) When women believe in themselves and they focus on up-leveling their professional skills, including speaking skills, this is what helps them take advance in their careers, the advances in their careers that they want to take, This investment, this up-leveling of those professional skills and speaking skills gives them the confidence to ask for it and helps them speak confidently in your role when you're already making those investments of of developing yourself that way. You, You start to recognize that you can demand more in your role. When you're feeling more confident, when you're feeling more clear about where it is that you want to go, It's easier to ask for money, easier to talk about money, ultimately makes it easier to make more money. Your confidence continues to grow. And when you demonstrate confidence in whatever it is that you're doing, this is what brings more opportunities. Because if you are active, if you are vocally active, if you are speaking about things in a passionate way, in a way that people can respect and support, then you get more opportunities. And with all of the things that we love, with the things that we want to do, usually it's because we want to influence someone. We want to make an impact. We want to help and support. For me, it's it's other women, right? How can I influence you to believe that you can live a life that you want? How can I make an impact on women so that they can believe in themselves enough? With these skills, with this investment, You get improved relationships and not just love partner relationships, but relationships with your kids, relationships with your coworkers, relationships with your network, your community. Clarity, putting all of this focus in, helps you create your legacy. So in 2020, the year that we said we'd never talk about, just kidding. uh, During the pandemic, I saw a report from RBC Financial that uh, 20,000 women left the workforce and 60,000 men joined the workforce during that time. The UN says that women's full and effective participation and leadership in all areas of life drives progress for everyone. I totally believe that and I support that. Yet women are still underrepresented in public life and decision making. 
women are diverse and doing all kinds of amazing things, right? We, we know them, we are them. But my mission is to call out to the women and the feminine energies who are wanting to speak, wishing to speak, wishing to be heard, wishing to find their community. So when I hear things like that from uh, RBC Financial and from the UN, what comes to mind for me is opportunity, opportunity for the world to watch us as women step up, right? Watch you step up. So whether or not you already identify yourself as a leader, or maybe not everyone's comfortable with that title. There was a time I was not comfortable with that title. But no matter who you are, what you're doing, who you're going to impact, who you're going to influence, if you're feeling any of this, if this is resonating with you, it's time to speak up. So everything in the world changes over time. And I believe that leadership and what we believe about leadership starts to change as we have more experiences in life, especially when we start to connect with people who we think are leaders. I used to think that a leader was someone who was elected. So our government leaders or, you know, whoever's elected uh, to be valedictorian or whatever at your school. So I used to think that leadership was in order to have that, that role, that influence or impact, you need to, you needed to be elected. And the more elected people that I met, I realized that that's not necessarily the case. And also the more leaders that I met that were not elected in a position, that the more that that belief was just not true. So I started to evaluate, I started to think and reflect and what was the connection between a leader and someone who people want to follow, or people want to support them, or they just want to believe in them. And eventually, throughout my work, I have been referred to as a leader. And there were times where I definitely didn't want to own that. (laughs) That just felt like too much responsibility. Plus, I was scared, I was shy. And I was scared that if I accepted the idea or the role of a leader that people would think that I was snobby, that I was inaccessible, um, and that people would automatically assume that they would think that I am better than them. Throughout my journey of discovering myself, discovering my skills, people have actually and literally said to me, who do you think you are? Someone said to me once, get off your high horse, Jessica. Oh, and then this one, Quit trying to be someone you're not. People said those things to me like, uh, I would never say that to anybody, but they were trying to define me, right? And there's so many systems and processes and uh, just ways that our society runs that tries to define us. There's this um, Vimeo video of Cynthia Nixon, Google it or find it on Vimeo. Cynthia Nixon, it's be a lady, they said, and it's a powerful like three or four minute video that really shows all of the messages of the way that we're taught on how to be women. And it's out there everywhere, right? And on top of being a woman, I'm also a First Nation woman. So there's extra challenges that come with that. But to me, what leadership has always meant was service to others. The better I can serve others, 
the better leader that I could be. And so for me, that meant not focusing on the leadership part of it, but the service part of it. How can I serve people better? Because I believe that's how you make an impact. That's how you influence people, right? Social influence, uh, community influence, family influence in your network, just being that influencer in your network, even your the influencer in your home, right? How can you serve others? So I, I encourage you to reflect, what does leadership mean to you? That's what it meant to me. I want to start by telling you what I've learned about myself throughout this journey, because self-reflection, reflecting on um, a lot of the questions that I'm going to share with you in a moment, this is going to be so powerful. And I, I, I don't know if you've done that. And I do that a lot. And I'll, I'll tell you why I do that a lot. But as a life coach, I, I get to, I decided to spend all of my time on getting to know myself better. I needed to know what were my strengths? What were my skills? Um, what was I really good at naturally? And what did I suck at? Like, sometimes, I don't know if I've ever said that I like to sing, I think at one point. I mean, I like to sing. Singing is fun. I like to laugh. And I think I'm pretty good at laughing, but I'm not pretty good at singing. So it's good to know that. Like, you need to own that you need to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. And, and own that. And so knowing myself and knowing my skills helped me to own them. And so as as you may know, my focus in my coaching is confidence and communication for feminine women, for feminine energies. So the women that I work with are often people who are already on the spiritual or confidence journey or they're um, some of them, you know, sometimes taking that first step, but they're already on a growth or a professional development journey. They're women who are asking, what is my role? And maybe is my role bigger? How do I get closer to my mission in life? Some of them are full-time entrepreneurs. Some of them have side gigs. Some of them just, they want a speaking career and that they're starting with side gigs. And um, other women that I work with are leaders in organizations, CEOs. Um, maybe it's women who want to aspire to advance their career and become those leaders in their organization or CEOs. But anyone who is looking for a network that's going to support your mission, your legacy, and you're looking for the strategy to make it happen. That's what I love to spend my time doing. I'm, and I'm so thankful for this work. I help women become more self-aware and allow themselves, invite themselves, encourage them to put more self-focus on themselves because self-awareness and self-focus allows us to accept that we're supposed to be individuals. And being individual and understanding that means being okay with not being perfect and accepting that we're not perfect or we're perfect just the way that we are and we're still worthy. And just because I don't have the loud energy like others, I'm still worthy. Just because I don't have a university degree right? I've shared that one. I'm still worthy. Just because I'm not an author, I am still worthy, right? I used to watch other coaches online. And some of them would come on with this like loud energy. And they had all these followers and like their arms are moving all over the place. And, and it was just wild. And it literally scared me. And I remember watching one woman in particular, and I thought, Oh, no, do I have to be like her? Is that what I have to do in order to 
be a coach like that? No, 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 no. I want to encourage you to own your natural birth given skills and gifts and abilities and your own natural ways of being. So self-awareness, here's one of the questions, one of the first questions that I'm going to ask you is how much research have you done on yourself? And as an example, what do some signs or assessments, what do they say about you? So that's going to be the first question. I love assessments. I'm a total nerd when it comes to assessments or like quizzes. Like if I could learn something about myself, I've taken that quiz. So I'm a Virgo. Um, Virgos are known to be perfectionists. So I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I like to look at that in the way of I like excellence. That's important to me. I have a high work ethic. Virgos are also known for their brains and beauty. Thank you. My Myers-Briggs personality type is ENTJ. And I learned that I'm a commander. I'm naturally a commander. I'm a natural leader. I have courage. I have strong intuition. And I am very determined. So Myers-Briggs, you can do that for free online. If you haven't done that yet, go do that quiz. My top skills through Strength Finders is I'm a maximizer. So excellence is my standard. And I love that. I love excellence. I have a high standard. I offer high quality work, high quality coaching. I'm an arranger. So I like to conduct things. I like to oversee. I'm not someone who likes to make sure all the, you know, little details are happening. There are people out there who have great attention to detail. I am not one of them. Communication. I like to host I like to bring people together through community. I like to help people learn. I love to communicate. I love to make things easy to understand. So these are just a bunch of my, you know, what I'm good at. This is what the research about myself says. This is what my sign says about me. I did a money archetype test through Denise Duffield Thomas's website. And um, my money archetype is celebrity. So I, I like attention. (laughs) And I always say I like to be like Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell needs attention. So what are those things for you? How much research have you done on yourself? So create a Word doc, create a binder, print them out. And what you can do with these assessments, and this is kind of the part that I think is missing sometimes, because not everybody tells you like you do these assessments, and then what? But what I like to do is I like to underline the statements that are 100% true for me. And then I like to highlight the ones that I want to be true. So for example, in the Myers-Briggs assessment where I am ENTJ, it said that I am a commander and natural leader. And years ago, after I started my coaching, I was like, "Uh, I don't really know if that's me. I like that idea, but I just don't feel like that's me. So because I knew that, then I knew that's what I wanted to aspire to be. So don't underestimate what you do naturally. The next question that I would ask you to consider is what do you love to do? And what I mean by that is in in which way will you do your work? What is is it that you want to do? So I know for myself, I can spend all day facilitating, encouraging, coaching. So I encourage you to reminisce through all of the activities that you've ever done, paid or volunteered, and write those things down. What do you love to do? Do you love numbers? Do you love people? Do you love hosting events, 
planning events, running events. Like I've done that. That's fun work. Um, do you like speaking? Do you like being the one at the mic? Do you like helping? What is it that you like to do? I knew that I liked to work with people. I loved working with people and I loved helping. I loved pe helping people understand and recognize their skills, recognize their growth. What are they good at? And then how can we pull that out? That's always been something that I've been uh, attracted to. And I needed more of helping people in my life. And in my life, that meant making scary decisions. I one time wanted to be a high school guidance counselor, but university wasn't really in my agenda. I, I wasn't a good university student. Um, I had my kids young. By the time I started university, it just, it just wasn't me. And in the midst of that, I started doing speaking gigs on the side. So I either had a job that allowed me to take a day off so that I could do work, or I had contract work where I could dedicate some of my time to the contract, but then I still had opportunity to do the speaking gigs. And depending on your pricing, when you start pricing it the right way, you, you just do one or two speaking gigs a month and, and like you're making enough money that if you don't work for the rest of the month, you're okay. So I actually went through different phases of my career where I literally worked like sometimes four days a month. I don't recommend that. I mean, I probably could have gone back and built a few things during that time, but I think I'm a little, I, I like how I'm spending my time now. I was also offering a lot of group coaching and training I did customer service training, Indigenous awareness training. Um, I haven't done those in a little while. My coaching, of course, is focused on confidence and communication. But I started using my speaking skills at board meetings, at um, you know public events, different things that I would go to, sit on committees. I eventually started moderating panels, sitting on panels. And then I was emceeing galas and conferences. Oh, I love that. I have one coming up soon and I'm so excited. But then also coaching others on speaking. So maybe you like to help people better understand their way around the kitchen or better understand IT or travel or breastfeeding or a historical event that matters to you or what you think that people should believe about themselves or why weeds in our community is so important right? That's up to you. What's so important to you? So that first question, what research have you done on yourself? The second one is what do you love to do? And it, in which way will you do this work? Or how do you want to do your work? But the third question I want to ask you is, what do you want to say about these topics? So write out an entire list of all of the things that you want to add to an exhaustive list. Every possible thing that you can think of, I want you to write it down. What mine looked like was women in speaking, that was one, confidence, right, worthiness, but also money, relationships, love, self-love, beauty standards, um, beauty, wellness, parenting. Like my list was huge and I had to, which is the next step, I had to pick the top three. I chose to pick the top three. And my top three were confidence, communication, worthiness, like worthiness and confidence, of course, very close together. But what do each of those mean to me? And what stories do I have that I can help others better understand my message and get my message across more? And so out of those questions, I'm going to share those questions with you on a card 
You're going to find them on my CC podcast at Jessica Dumaso one my CC podcast menu button. And I'm going to have this in there. It's going to be called episode seven questions. And um, I encourage you take some time, go through these questions, pick the top three things. And just because you pick the top three, circle them, um, start writing out how do these things relate to each other? What do each of them mean to you personally? What stories do you have where you can talk about them? And, and make that the thing that you're passionate about, that you love to talk about, that you want to be known for. And don't worry about making any mistakes. These will evolve. As you take action, it'll get clearer and clearer for you. Once you do this exercise, it doesn't mean it's written in stone, but it's an important step in the process. One of the reasons why people are afraid to niche or they're afraid to narrow down to a focus is because they're afraid that they're going to miss out on opportunities, right? Especially when you're starting out. I want to talk about all the things, but when you niche down, you actually create more opportunities for you because people are very clear about what it is that you want to talk about. And you get to spend more of your time talking about the things that you love to talk about. So I think that this is a definitely well-worthy exercise. Clarity helps you in your decision-making. It makes you feel more clear, more confident. You have purpose. You know what it is that you want to talk about. And it's just, it's that helpful. But in life, in careers, in reality, right, we have to make a lot of hard decisions. And I know that. I've taken a lot of tough decisions. And in order to take one step closer to making your dream come true or truer, you have to say yes before that you're ready. Another quick analogy. Do you like to swim? I love heights, not like crazy heights. Like, I don't know if I'd actually skydive. I think there was probably a time in my life where I may have, but I don't think I'd do that now. But I do like heights. I also do not do diving boards very well. But if you've ever been on a diving board or if you've ever been um, at the lake where you're at the end of the dock and you're ready to jump. So, you know, that feeling where you're at you're at the tip of the dock or the tip of the diving board and you're like getting ready to take that jump. I know what that feels like. I know that that's that's scary. Like you get a rush. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this. Right. Am I going to take this jump? And when it comes to taking steps closer and closer to your dream. It's like taking that jump, taking that leap over and over and over. I remember I used to think that taking one leap or taking that one massive jump and then that's it, right? You're doing this and you're in and then it happens. But I quickly realized that when I came to doing what I loved, when it came to growth, when it came to speaking confidently, you're taking that jump over and over and over. So an affirmation that I'll invite you to write down today is I can do hard things. And when you want to do hard things, when you want your dreams and, and your everything that you're passionate about, when you want this to be in your life, you have to say yes before you're ready. You have to just start doing it. So where in your life is there a place that you need to say yes? Where is it that you need to start taking steps? Don't worry about being ready. I think being ready is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. There's no being ready. You're never going to be more ready. Martin Luther King 
said, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. You can't jump from step one to step 25, right? You need to take one step at a time. So over and over and over, you're going to have to make decisions on where it is that you're going to say yes. How do you get more of what you're passionate about in your life? Saying yes to you, no to others. Learn your skills, learn your gifts, learn your likes and your dislikes. And and just take that step. So I would never have known that I would be selling speaker coaching through Instagram. Every time I had a crazy idea, I would canvas my friends for their opinion, for their approval. Right? Am I being stupid? Do you think I could do this? But I needed to believe it. So what are you going to do? I want you to be clear about your passion. I want you to focus on that clarity. I want you to feel good about it. And then I want you to share it with me. So see on Instagram at Jessica Dumaso one in the menu area on my profile, you'll see a CNC podcast on the menu. And so I'm going to have a little page there. You can take a screenshot and it's going to have some questions. The questions that I shared with you in here throughout finding your, your passion and gaining clarity in that. And then I want you to tag me. I want you to share with me what are the three things that you're passionate about and why? And I've got to fill in the blank there for you. So it should be easy for you to, to do it, but do the work and, and let me know is bringing clarity, putting words to what it is that you're passionate about. How does that make you feel? If it's time for you, if you think that you're ready for serious action on becoming the next level of who you're meant to be, the Confidence and Communication Mastermind is the way to get the most access to me being your coach in all things confidence and communication. So I want that for you. And, and it's going to evolve. It's going to change, right? That's growth. Welcome. Welcome to the next step. Welcome to the next stage. See you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01 because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.